0: Worship you, free to hear your voice, free to respond to you in obedience, not just obedience, but quick, quick obedience. I don't want to hesitate. I don't want to question or doubt. You say, I want to say yes. Whatever you say, I want to respond with a quick yes, and I want to be obedient need more of you more of you, we want to know you, we want to see you we want to experience your fullness like never before, Lord that we as, as members of your body, each one of us would know our place, know what we're supposed to be doing and that we would be filling that role that you've destined for us for all eternity, Lord, you have planned each one of our lives, you know everything and you have a plan for each one of us. And I want to know what my part is so I can do it. I want to do it with all my heart. I don't want to lollygag around or, or, or fail or, or put it off or postpone it or procrastinate. I want to do your perfect will. I want to hear your voice, Lord. I want to see you and know you Know your heart. Know your ways. I want to see people the way you see them, Lord. You loved us so much that you sent your only son, Father. And I thank you. Thank you that you were willing to do that. Jesus, I thank you that you were willing to give your life and be humiliated and suffer and and shamed because of our sin. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you never give up on us. You're always drawing us to a deeper walk with you. We get off the path, you, you call us back. Lord, I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each one of us. Help us to find that. Help us to find the place that we're supposed to fill in the body of Christ. The activities and the functions and the, the praying and the doing and all the different aspects. Lord, it's whatever you want. That's what I want to do. I don't want to have a strategy. I don't want to have an agenda. I want to just be available to you. And I confess in the past I've had agendas. In the past I've had strategies. In the past I've I've done things in the, in my own knowledge and wisdom and information and my experience and I just ask Lord that you forgive me of all that. I don't, I don't want to be presumptuous at all. I only want to do what you do. I only want to say what you say. And I want to see people the way you do So that I'm not, I'm not going to be an accuser of the brethren. There's only one that's an accuser of the brethren. I don't want to be like him. I want to be like you, Father call everyone to come to you. And I want to be like that, Lord. I want to I want to invite, I want to make everything available to everyone. I want to be open to your will and your plan, not restricted to just my friends or the ones I really like, or even the ones that are a little more troubled, even the ones that need a little extra help, the ones that might have lost their way and and seem seem like they they don't care and yet, lord i know that you are speaking to their hearts help us lord to not give up you don't give up and i don't want to give up we're always praying for our loved ones we're praying for for those who who don't know you those that have lost their way those who are struggling lord we we pray for them and we trust you to restore heal and deliver and redeem them lord because you are the God of redemption. You are the Redeemer. We say that you are the Redeemer, Lord. I am redeemed. And I'm shaking off all those chains and all those, those broken things in my life, and I'm saying no more. I'm gonna walk in the freedom. I'm gonna walk in the light. I'm gonna walk in the life because you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, and I thank you that you have made that available. You made a new and living way for each of us to know you and to walk with you through your sacrifice and it's the only thing what you did Lord and I thank you when you did that on the cross you paid for our sins you took all of our guilt and shame you made a way so that we could be healed in our emotions we could be healed in our hearts healed in our minds healed in our physical bodies you are our redeemer in every way body soul and spirit lord you have made a way hallelujah it's a grand and glorious plan you have for each one of your people lord we rejoice in that this morning lord we acknowledge in this life we do have struggles there are those among our body that are sick lord and we want to lift up those been some that have had covid and for for them lord we ask that you heal and deliver them that you restore them completely protect those in their households, Lord, that have not come down with the virus, but they've been around them. Lord, for all of our community in this nation and around the world, we ask, Lord, that you be merciful, heal and deliver, restore life again, Lord. I'm so tired of hearing about all the death, I'm tired of hearing about all the the negatives Lord I want to I want to focus on you and what you're doing you are the giver of life Lord we call on you to bring life back to your people life and freedom back to your people life and freedom back to this nation Lord Mm -hmm. once again we rise up and be the people that you created us to be Lord we lift up the people of Haiti this morning suffered from the earthquake lives were lost people are injured properties damaged and they're so poor and needy already lord i ask that you would be merciful and gracious to them pour your gifts out on them lord lead us lord and show us if if we're supposed to be giving or doing lord show us and let us hear your voice clearly lord i pray that you reveal yourself to that nation I'm buying that spirit of voodoo and witchcraft that works there and I use yes. them to hear the truth of the gospel. The Lord let the four word churches and the assembly of God churches and the, the Methodist and the Baptist and the Church of Christ and the Catholics, everyone who proclaims the name of the Lord, let those people rise up and serve in love so that those who are bound in witchcraft, those who are bound in, in idolatry will see. That there is one true God who loves them. Lord God, move today for all of us in this body, Lord. Heal, deliver, direct us, Lord. We've got things going on. Jeff is going to have surgery on with him. Put the stents in his heart, Lord. Pray that you protect him, provide for him, Lord. And, uh, continue to heal, restore Billy and John and the different ones who are suffering with COVID, Lord. And for... For all the others with different things, Chris is, is still struggling, Lord. I pray that you heal and deliver her. Continue to work in all of us, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you. Because in you are all the things that pertain to life and God in this, Lord. We need you, just more and more of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here, Lord. Now thank you for what you're going to continue to do now. Lord, as we we continue to worship you as we receive the word of god this morning i pray that you speak to us that you stir us and change us so that we'll go out here different than we came in yes. we will never be the same do something eternal and significant in this today lord that we would go out ready to change this world lord thank you so much for your goodness lord it abounds towards us this morning thank you for your goodness yes. Peace, blessing, and favor on this body in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you, worship team. Uh, we we have invited uh, Michelle Buchanan, with Center of Hope, to come and speak to us today because we've partnered with them, and um, and it's really exciting the things that they do. And she's going to tell us all about that, and she's going to minister the word to us. And I'm excited about it because. We, we have been uh, me personally. I've been kind of connected to the Center of Hope in a, in a sort of a distant way for many years. One of the founders uh, I knew used to go to church with, and uh, I've always known that it was founded on uh, principles of God's word and godly, <laughs> spirit-filled people that were interested in doing things for the Lord. And and so when I went and met with Michelle the very first time, we just we made this immediate connection. You know, like Ned says, he. You, know, you see the family resemblance, you know, and you just you have this kindred spirit and you can tell that this is not something that they just do. It's something that they do because they're passionate about people. And um, I discovered my shortcomings in dealing with people that were needy. I'm not very good, I'm, I'm kind of too merciful, and so I wanna help everybody. And they are really good at ferreting out, you know, what, what is the right thing to do. And so we're gonna to continue to to partner more and more and more with them as we go along, and I just wanna encourage you to open your hearts and uh, let's receive Michelle as she comes and shares the word with us, amen? Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good
2: morning, Yay, that
1: was, y'all did good. (laughs) Usually you say good morning
3: and (laughs) Y'all
1: did really good. It's awesome to be here this morning and to get to share with y'all. I'm pretty much just sharing a message that I've been learning for a long time, and um, it's the message God has given me to just share. So it does involve Center of Hope, so I'm going to talk about that for a little bit and then just kind of move into um, what God just speaks to me all the time. I'm just going to share that with y'all today. So I hope you brought your Bibles, because we are going to take some trips around the Bible, and I'd love for you to open it up with me when we go to that. Um, so let's just, whew, let's start, but let's ask God first. Lord, would you please speak? We ask you to speak, Lord. Would you help me to be um, under your covering? Would you give us ears to hear you, Lord? Um, and if, if there's anything misspoken, Lord, would you just take care of that? And we invite you to be here, we want you to be here, we welcome you here, we ask you to move. So we pray this in your name, amen.
3: All
1: right. so Center of Hope, you guys are good partners of Center of Hope, helping in lots of ways, and we appreciate that. I've been at Center of Hope a long time, and then I took a break, and now I'm back, and so I got quite that journey too, because God does his thing all the time. So it might surprise you sorry i'm a t- uh, teacher at heart in my background i'm a teacher and so i like visuals because it helps us learn better and, and retain that so i'm going to use a powerpoint hopefully if i make the powerpoint to work Yay! okay so who does center of hope help it might surprise you sometimes we think um, a certain type of people go to a place like center of hope and actually it's a wide variety of people who come up there Basically, it's people with no income all the way to people who have income. It's just not enough for whatever reason. It might be a temporary crisis. It might be a long-term thing. You can see on the screen all the different people who come with all different kinds of needs. And it's not unusual to walk into our lobby and to see people in a business suit standing in line to get groceries. There's all kinds of reasons that people need help. And so we're there to help. We're there as a representative of you guys, of the churches in town to represent Jesus in helping people. So um, my journey started with Center of Hope in 2005. I came as a volunteer with my kids. I have five children that are all bunched really close together. So I had five teenagers at one time, and now I have five 20-year-olds all at one time. And it brings you to your knees. You learn who God is. And I don't say that jokingly. You learn who God is when you raise a bunch of teenagers and young adults. It's quite the journey. Um, But so I started in 2005 with them, with my kids. And then um, we tried to help people. So Center of Hope started in 2003. And started trying to help people well, we didn't really know what we were doing a whole lot so you would try things and they would work and not work and um, all the things Barbara knows she was there in those years and we did lots of, of things some of them worked some of them didn't and then we read this book when helping hurts so it was written in 2009 and when we read this book it's all Bible based it's about how to help people on the Word of God And we read it and we said, oh my goodness, this explains so much of what we've been doing that doesn't work and what we've been doing that does work. And so one of the main principles of the book is poverty, which poverty isn't just financial. We can have emotional poverty, spiritual poverty, all kinds of poverty, all kinds of things. But poverty is caused by a broken relationship with God, self, others, and the rest of creation. Let me explain that a minute. So a broken relationship with God means, I have told God I don't need you, and I'm doing it on my own. And we all know that creates a huge problem. Broken relationship with self means, I think I'm a loser. I think my life's never gonna get any better. I think maybe I deserve some of the horrible things that have happened in my life. That's a broken relationship with self. And then a broken relationship with others, if I abuse relationships, and if I take advantage of people, Eventually, they start going away, and I find myself where no one's wanting to help me anymore. And that's a broken relationship with your community. And then the rest of creation is everything else. So it's literally work. What kind of relationship do you have with work? What kind of relationship do you have with money? What kind of relationship do you have with your possessions or any of the things? So addictions fall into this, um, all kinds of things. Those are... The other broken relationships so here's a quote from the book if we treat only the symptoms or if we misdiagnose the underlying problem we will not improve the situation of those we're trying to help and we might actually make their lives worse so that's why the book is called when helping hurts we have good intentions and we intend to help but sometimes not only do we not help people with our good intentions we hurt them because we make them dependent on us instead of pointing them to the Father. So the point of Center of Hope and all of us as ministers of the gospel is to restore all those relationships with God, self, others, and the rest of creation. We can't just find people a job and they're restored. You have to restore all of that. And it takes a lot of work, and it's all of us. I'm being restored day by day. And so all of us are in the work of restoration. Okay. So the big thing of Center of Hope is that we're not a hand out, we're a hand up. And so that's that part of restoration. So how do we help? We help with lots of programs. They're focused on a whole person. It's focused on appropriate help, not just handing things out to people. And you can see some of the things that we've developed um, over the last years. So, I know y'all can't see that. I just kind of wanted to give you an overview of all the things that Center of Hope does. Usually people know we come in and do groceries and utilities and things like that. We do lots of stuff, and I'm not going to go into all the details. If you would like to hear more about the details, I'd love to share that with you. And I put a handout on the table out there that just kind of spells everything out. But I wanted you to see there's that crisis assistance, there's education, There's careers, there's individual support. We pay for people to get counseling. Um, We pay for them to have financial management. And then we have programs for children and families as well. So a lot happens, which most people are really surprised. They don't know all the things that Center of Hope does. And what a blessing for our community to have a place like that. Okay, so. I wanna get into the message of restoration. That's really what I wanna talk to you about today. And um, there's three parts to that. There's God's part, there's my part, and then there's the community's part. So we're gonna kind of break that down and what that looks like today. Um, All of those are essential. I can be doing my part with all of my being and doing my part well, but if I haven't included God and I haven't included community, Full restoration is not gonna happen. It takes all of those. So let's start with God's part. So we know God to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And so God's plan is to be that in our lives in all three ways. So God the Father is the source of everything. I'm just simplifying, God's way more than that. That For today, I'm just gonna say he's the source of everything. The Son is the sent one, and he, the Father, sent him, and he did what the Father had for him to do. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who is with us and in us right now. If you are a child of God, he is in you, helping you. And we know the role of the Holy Spirit. He corrects, he guides, he convicts, he comforts all the things that he does. So there's God's plan, and then there's God's heart. God sees and cares and he also hears us so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today Um, I love to study God's Word I love it I do it for hours it's just kind of my hobby it's my thing I love to do so a few weeks ago um, in church the pastor said the words he was talking about incline your ear and then he said something about incline your heart it wasn't what the message was about at all But that's what I heard, and I thought, ooh, I don't really know what that means. So I'm like, I'm going to go home and look that up. I forgot. And so on Wednesday morning when I woke up, that's what was in my head. And I'm like, okay, i got to get up. So I've spent the last few weeks studying what does that mean to incline my ear and incline my heart. And it's been pretty profound for me personally, um, what I've discovered. So I want to share that with you. Um, I love to go to the original language because our English Bibles sometimes do a really small job of interpreting words for us. So the Hebrew word for incline is natah. There's actually three different Hebrew words that we use the word incline for, and this is the biggest one. It has 214 times that it's mentioned in the Bible. So I read all those 214 times because I want to know what does this mean? And so I'm going to give y'all this version of what I've learned of what does God mean when He talks about incline. So you can see some of those um, words. It's a pretty physical, literal thing to incline. It even means pitch a tent is also used this word matah. So it means you actually like stake it in the ground. I, I'm going to spend some time here, um, and there's all kinds of ways. So we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning. So I would love for you to go with me to the book of Ezra. We're going to read out of Ezra. So if you brought your Bible, I encourage you to go there. It's in the Old Testament. And we've got, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all of those. And then we get into the Kings and Chronicles, and then we get to Ezra, little old book. And you know, y'all, there's no shame in going to the table of contents and going, what page is it on? So please go to Ezra with me and let's kind of look at this Ezra chapter 9 so what's going on here as we get to Ezra chapter 9 is that God's people have been in exile and they're returning home and they're having an identity crisis because they've been immersed in a culture that is not godly and so they're coming back home and they're saying okay now who are we again how do we be God's people again we've kind of forgotten and so in verse 9, let's start reading in chapter 5. Ezra 9, chapter 9, verse 5. And at the evening sacrifice, I, this is Ezra, I rose from my fasting with my garment and my cloak torn, and fell upon my knees, and spread out my hands to my God, saying, Oh, my God, I am ashamed, and blush to lift my face to you, my God. For our iniquities, which is sins, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads and our guilt has been mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our fathers to this day, we have been in great guilt. And for our iniquities, we, our kings and our priests, have been given into the hands of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, and to utter shame as it is today. But now for a brief moment, favor has been shown by the Lord our God to leave us a remnant and to give us a secure hold within his holy place. This is the good part, that our God may brighten our eyes and grant us a little reviving in our slavery, for we are slaves, yet our God has not forsaken us in our slavery, and this is the word natah, but has extended to us his steadfast love before the kings of Persia to grant us some reviving, to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins, and to give us protection in Judea and Jerusalem. So as we summarize that, they start out very ashamed of their slavery and of their sin. And they, the word in the tongue, God literally is extending his love. He's literally holding it out and extending his love to them. And then he says he wants to revive and repair and protect, which is who we know God to be. I love when I walked in this morning that I saw that up on the wall and I said, Oh, what a great promise that is. And so we're going to read a lot in the Old Testament this morning, but it is the same God. The same God who's extended his love to these people is doing that for us today. So um, I'm reading out of the ESV version. And this word, natal, is different in different Bibles. Your Bible may say he extended mercy, or he extended favor, or he's shown his kindness, or he's extended grace. That's, that's who God is. So let's go to another passage, and this was in Exodus, way easier to find. We have Genesis and Exodus, so Exodus chapter 6. Let's see another way that God is extending himself to us. Exodus chapter 6. Okay. So Exodus chapter 6, verses 2 through 9. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, which is Yahweh, My name, I did not make myself known to them. I established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I heard the groaning of the people of Israel whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh, and I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. That is the Natah verse. I will redeem you with outstretched arm, with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people. I will be your God, and you will know that I am the Lord your God, who's brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for possession. I am the Lord." And this last verse pierces my heart. This is verse nine. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. They couldn't even hear it. So God's pouring all his stuff out to them, and they can't even hear it because the slavery has broken their spirits so deeply. Anybody relate to that? I don't know about y'all, but I've been through some... Years of brokenness where it was even hard to hear God's voice in that. And so God is reaching out, and we have a part to listen, to listen to what He's trying to say. So in this passage, He's saying, God is saying to us, He's saying this to you. I hope you hear this today. I hear you. I can redeem you with my outstretched arm. And that instead of being a people who don't listen, we do our part which is to listen. That's my part, to incline my ear. So I was shocked when I did this word study. I always heard incline, you know, incline your ear, incline your heart, talking about us, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. And when I started studying the, this verse, I found it's pretty balanced between God saying, you incline your ear to me, and lots and lots of verses of God saying, I'm going to incline my ear to you. I'm going to bend down. I'm going to listen. And so that's kind of that message. God has his part and I have my part. And when he's inclining to me and I'm inclining my ear to him, that's when restoration happens and good things happen. So let's see. My part of this is to accept God's purpose. I love that Terry prayed that this morning. God has a purpose for each of us. Do you know his purpose? And then have you accepted his purpose? Sometimes you know what his purpose is, but you're like, hey, I don't want to do that. So to know our purpose and to accept it, and then to also accept salvation, that's my part. God sent Jesus to us. We get to choose. Our part is do we choose salvation, or am I going to do things my own way? And so God's heart is to transform us, but we have to participate. We have a part to do in the transformation, that we have a part to do with that too. So let's go, this is the last passage. We're going to go to Jeremiah. So if you know Jeremiah, Psalms is in the middle of your Bible, and then it's Proverbs, Isaiah, and Jeremiah. We're going to be in chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7. And Jeremiah has, the word Natah is used more in Jeremiah than anywhere else, because over and over and over and over, God's saying, incline your ear incline your heart this is going to get bad if you don't so over and over he's talking to them and in jeremiah chapter 7 we're going to do verses 22 through 26 okay for in the day that i brought them out of the land of egypt this is god i did not speak to your fathers or command them concerning burnt offerings and sacrifice But this is the command that I gave them. Obey my voice, and I'll be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk in all the ways that I command you, that it will be well with you. But they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsel and in the stubbornness of their evil hearts. And they went backward and not forward. And from the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt to this day, I have persistently sent all my servants, the prophets, to them day after day. Yet they did not listen to me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. And they did worse than their fathers. So we see God doing his part, but we're not doing our part. And do you hear the simple command there? What was it in verse 23? Obey my voice and walk in the ways that I command you. Simple but hard, right? They did not obey. So I'm gonna share a story about listening. So there was a uh, older gentleman who was afraid his wife was losing his hearing. So he went to the doctor and he said, I think my wife's losing her hearing, but she will not come to the doctor. She thinks she's fine. So what should I do? How do I know if how bad this problem is? And he said, I'll tell you what, go home and when her back is turned to you, stand about 20 feet away and ask her a question and see if she turns around. And then get closer and closer and see how close you have to get before she hears you. So he says, okay, so he goes home. Sure enough, she's at the sink. She's cooking dinner and her back is turned and so he stands about 20 feet away. And he says, honey, what's for dinner? No response. So he goes about five feet closer, honey, for dinner no response he's like Ooh. so he gets five feet from her honey what's for dinner nothing he's thinking man this is bad so he gets inches from her this time honey what's for dinner and she turns around and she says I've told you four times chicken
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: so it's a funny story we know is true But here's the question of the story. Is that us? Is God talking and we think he's not talking to us? And we're mad because God's not talking when maybe we're the ones with the hearing problem. Because God is speaking. And do we know his voice? Do we know his voice? And so if you're here today and maybe you haven't heard his voice in a while, or if there's something that you're asking him and you're not hearing anything, um, I urge you today to keep listening. I love what you shared this morning from Psalms. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Keep asking, keep listening, keep turning your ear towards him because he's speaking. Okay. Oh. There we go. Okay, so somebody shared this with me. This is not my own, but I found it profound. So um, visual concepts are important. So we have flesh, right? This is going to represent humanness. We're all humans. We all have flesh. We all walk in that. And so the problem comes with our flesh when we take the H, which is going to represent the Holy Spirit, and we cut him out. And we say, I don't need the Holy Spirit. And so, do you see what it spells backwards there? Self. And so, when self comes in and says, I don't need God, I can do this on my own, and then we have those broken relationships we talked about. We've broken relationship with God, we've broken relationship with others, I can do it all on my own, and self becomes a mess. I can testify. And so, the answer to restoration. Is to invite the Holy Spirit back in and then to walk in my humanness with him. I'm not doing it on my own. He is walking with me because until we go to glory, we're going to be human. And so he walks with us. Don't you love that God is Emmanuel with us and that that's who he is? So we invite him. So that's my role. My role is to invite him to walk with me. But we need help. So this is where community comes in. This is where all y'all come in. This is where we come in for one another is community. So the biggest role of community, when you know people you need to help, the biggest role that you can do as someone's community is that you don't do God's part and you don't do their part. You do the part of community. So we're going to talk about what that looks like. So what it looks like as community is to participate what God is doing. And if you don't know what God is doing, then hold up and find out what God's doing and participate with him. That's when we get in trouble. We intend to help people, but we start doing, we start messing up what God's trying to do. And that we participate with them. So at Center of Hope, the first couple times someone comes, we help them. Whatever they came for, we help them. And after they've been here a couple times, we say, okay, hold on. Why do you keep coming back? There may be a deeper problem here than just a little bit of help. And then we start working with them and get them a life coach and offer all kinds of resources to truly help them. And so we participate. We say, okay, we're gonna help you do your part. I'm not gonna do it for you. So personal experience, um, my youngest son has mental illness. And so for the last five years it has been a rough journey and so his mental illness is pretty extreme and so when he has a a psychotic break it gets rough and um, he's been hospitalized eight times Um, he's been to jail i mean all kinds of stuff it's just been a mess been really hard and so i have to practice this all the time god what are you doing So I can recognize what your part is. What does he need to be doing so I don't do it for him? Help me to do my role of being his community and supporting him. And it takes a lot of time on my knees asking God how do I do my role and not take over someone else's role. Now this is what I love about God. So God has a part but this is when miracles happen when God says okay I'm just going to step in and do this for you, because you need a rescue today. And that's where we don't expect God to always rescue us, but when he does, we sure are thankful for when he does. And so we just love who God is. Say an example you guys all know. You hear a kid praying, God, help me pass this test. Well, it fits all three parts. Did your teacher do her part as the community to teach you? Did you do your part to do the work and to study, or are you just counting on God to just swoop in and do everything for you? doesn't work that way. Same thing for me. I would love to lose 25 pounds. God's not going to just zap 25 pounds off this body. i got to do my part, and it takes a whole community to help me do that. (laughs) So we're talking about restored relationships. And here's what it looks like. This is We're getting towards the end here. This is what it looks like, restored relationships. When my relationship with God is restored, it restores my soul. Not just for today, but for eternity. Restoration with him. When I'm restored with myself, it produces a heart turned towards God and to others. I'm not isolating. God is transforming my heart, and I'm, I'm turning my ear towards him. I'm paying attention. I'm asking him. And I'm also involved in my community in that. And then with others produces fellowship and accountability. We have to invite people into our lives. I was talking with a gal yesterday who had some goals she wanted to do and she wants to do some writing and she's been trying to do that for three years and I asked her, so who's your accountability partner? Who's helping you with that? She goes, I don't really have one. I don't know how much that's gonna work.
2: We all need that accountability.
1: Help me do what God's called me to do hold me accountable we all need that part of all of that and then the last one that relationship with creation allows me to walk through my life with purpose not just aimless I don't even know what my purpose is to know your purpose and to do it okay so we're gonna do something weird Um, people who've known me very long I love to do things that are a little out of the box and so I want to invite you guys to be part of the community today. So I love God's word. I love God's word. Um, not too long ago in the church that I attend, um, that he was starting a series on Revelation. And he said, um, you know, the first verses of Revelation say, blessed are those who read this book and those who hear it. And so he said, be prepared next week. All we're going to do, we're going to sing one song and we're going to read the book of Revelation out loud. That service. We think it'll take an hour and a half. Okay, never done that before. So we showed up to church, sure enough, sang one song, read the book of, of Revelation. They had different people come up and read chapters. It was one of those powerful church services I've been in, and I don't even know when. Because just reading God's word was powerful. His word convicts and moves and does things in us. So I want us to read God's word today. We're going to read Psalms 40. And I've printed out some sheets, and I've highlighted a verse. And so I'm going to ask, in Psalms 40, there's 17 verses. And so I'm going to ask 17 of you to come up to the front. Terry's going to give you a paper, and to read one verse. And together, as a community, we're going to read this verse. And in this, you're going to hear God's part, my part the community's part. You're going to hear it all in play in this chapter. So I'm going to urge those of you who never get up, who never participate, who think, oh my goodness, I can't do that. If you can read, you qualify. So maybe today is a day that you do something different, that you get out of your seat, and that you participate with your community. Okay, who's already saying there ain't no way? Do I have any of those? Okay, so I'm just going to urge you, go ahead, stand up, make your way to the front. We need 17 of you across the front to come do it. Come on, come be part of your community. And as a community, we're just going to read this chapter. And you don't even have to read loud, because Terry's going to give you a microphone. Okay, we need some more. Nice. Good job. Good job. It's hard to be community. It's hard sometimes to step out of our comfort zone and go, I don't want to do that. God asked me to do stuff I don't want to do all the time. I don't know about y'all. So I printed them so we could all be in the same translation and know where we are. Tell you when we've done stuff like this before, somebody <coughs> like, what verse are we on? Because we had so many. So that's why I printed them out for you. And we're just gonna go down the line. How many more do we need, Terry? Um a
0: few, three or four. You
1: All gonna right. read one?
0: I'll
1: read one. Okay. Here, you can give me one. Anybody else? <clears throat> we need what, one more taker? Two more? Uh, I got about
3: three or four more here. All right. You don't even have to give up. That's right. He'll come
1: to you.
0: Okay. So, Tim's up.
3: Tim's
1: up. Okay. All right. So, I told you I had five kids. My phrase all through raising my kids is, I love weird. And so, I love to do things that are weird and that don't really fit in the box because we've got to get out of our box to reach the people that are out there. And so this is just a little way to encourage us to get out of our box. Okay.
0: Right. So we're gonna we're gonna be in order, except you might be a little out of to Just make sure. you're, when you're <laughs> not to. I think everybody else is
1: fine. Are we gonna do the microphone, Terry? Is okay. we gonna do the microphone.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
1: <clears throat> is it on, sherry It's on. Okay. All right. So this is Psalms forty. Listen for it. Listen for God saying what He's gonna do. What we're to do and what the assembly is to do. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry.
0: He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust, and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your thankful works which you have done, and your thoughts towards us cannot be recounted to, ordering, to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they
1: are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require.
2: Then I said, behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and all your law is within my heart.
3: I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness
1: in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know.
0: I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. Keep going, Tim. has part B. I have, the part oh. the okay. <laughs> I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly.
2: Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me.
1: For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O oh Lord, to deliver me. O oh Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion. Who seek to destroy my life? Yeah. Let them be driven backwards and brought to dishonor who wish to meet you.
0: Let them be confounded because of their shame. Who say to me, aha, aha. Yeah. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. But I am poor indeed, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Oh my God.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Community. No, 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 you can keep those. And because I love to be a student of the word, when you read scripture. You also look for where else is that in Scripture? God's saying a lot of stuff, and so we see his themes woven. And so if you got one of these papers at the bottom, it has some um, cross-references. I encourage you to go home and look those up. What is God saying that he's repeating over and over and over all throughout the Bible? And so the message today is simply this. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry. That God is turning towards us and he's asking us, he's asking you, will you turn towards God? Will you turn your heart towards God? Will you submit to his plan and what he's doing, even when it doesn't make sense or you don't like it? Will you turn towards him? And then will you turn towards others and say, walk with me, come help me, let's do this together. That it takes all three, God's part, my part, and the community.
3: To bring restoration for all of us. So
0: that's our message. Thank you, Michelle. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm never surprised when God confirms His word, and these are these are some of the very things that we talk about and pray about all the time. We always are praying, asking the Lord to, to speak to us and to show us things. And so um, thank you, Michelle, for hearing hearing the Lord and, and sharing what, uh, what he put in your heart. It's a great confirmation to me to know that we have an opportunity and an obligation to follow the Lord. It's an opportunity, but it is an obligation, too. I mean, we need to do our part. If we don't do our part then something is going to be not exactly like it ought to be. And so I just want to encourage each of you, we we as individuals, we need to be seeking the Lord, we need to be praying, asking the Lord to show us things. And then we as a body are going to join together and we're going to hear the Lord and we're going to do things. We have have a, a, a church council that makes decisions for our finances and for other decisions. We have ministry leaders that make decisions. We are all trying to hear what God is saying to us and we want to individually and corporately move the way God is leading us so that we'll do the things that he's called us to do. And we want to touch our community. And so I'm so thankful that we've gotten connected with Center of Hope because it's a great opportunity. They do this really well. I tried to do some things and I didn't do it so well. I mean, I could, I could jerk out my wallet and give money away, but it, you know I was one of those that probably did more harm than good. But these guys, they, they're set up and they are very skilled at it. They have anointed people that pray and discern and work with people. And it's, it is something that I wanna get more and more involved in. And I hope that we as a church will be generous and, and become more and more connected financially. Let, let them take care of the hands-on stuff We'll support them, work with them. And if you feel like you want to be involved, volunteer. They have all kinds of opportunities for volunteers. They serve meals, hot meals, four days a week, every week. You want to go down there and serve a meal? You want to go down there and sit and visit with the people who are eating? I mean, there are all kinds of opportunities. And so we may at some point want to help cook the meals, and they want to help serve, all kinds of things for volunteers. So just be praying about that. I want God to lead us and guide us into that. And we're going to find ways to reach our community more and more and more. We're getting connected with our elementary schools. We're getting connected with uh, some various uh, housing divisions and things. We're we're making some steps in the right direction, but we need to do more. More all the time. So, Eddie, I want to invite you guys to come back, and we're going to uh, wrap up here in a few minutes and Sing a song or two. I guess you got a song or two, right? No. I do. Uh, So, all the stuff we've talked about this morning, is, I just want to give you um, an opportunity. An opportunity to make a decision for the Lord. And if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, Then uh, this would be an opportunity for you to do that. And you could, you could make that decision right now. And you could offer yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I recognize that I've been trying to do it on my own, all by myself. And I'm ready to ask you to come and take over and be in control of my life. And so if that's your situation, you don't know the Lord, but you want to make him, uh, in control of your life, then this is the time to do that. You can do that. If that's the case, then I want to invite you to come. We'll, we'll pray with you and we'll encourage you. If you have any other needs while we're worshiping, I say just come to the altar. If you want to be prayed for, you want to anoint you with oil or whatever, Michelle and I will meet you here and we'll pray with you. Mitch and uh, Amber, or somebody will come and pray. If you have a need, come and, and uh, receive healing, help, health, health whatever you need God is here to touch you so let's stand and worship them this morning we need to be covered by your grace lord we need your grace to flow down just overthrow all of our problems and all of our circumstances lord your grace is sufficient your grace is enough lord i thank you for that lord i thank you for the knowledge that we are not alone lord i thank you that You reminded us this morning that we are not alone. We are not on our own. We don't have to deal with everything on our own. You are there, and we have a community of people who love us and support us, Lord. A community of people in this body and without uh, outside these walls. There's another whole community of people that love us and care about us. There's things available. We can go and ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are our help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, seal this word in our hearts now. We worship you, Lord. I pray that you stir us in such a way that we would be hungry and thirsting after you to find that part, our part, so that we can do our part in this community to help those who are poor and needy and those who are hurting, Lord.
2: Jesus. Jesus. I'll give you everything I'll give you everything Thank <laughs> you.
0: truth he gave it all up for us <clears throat> oh man this week I watched uh, not a long story but uh, the Hunger Games there, there's a second that's a sequel. I think it's called Catching on Fire and when, when they call they call out this lady to be the leader of this revolution he makes this statement he says this was always the plan you were always the plan that's what God says about us. You are always the plan. That's what God has said. That's what he's always done. It's always been about us. He has a plan for you. And it was all for you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, bless your people now. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you. May be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Go and be blessed. Uh, we got Wednesday night activities this week. Adults are going to meet and pray here in just a few weeks. We're going to start back up with a and we're going to be go, go, go. And so I'm excited. One last thing before we go. Can we do this? Since Jason Reed gave us about eight or nine years of his life, can we give him one more round of applause? <laughs> We went to camp all those years, took the kids, and uh, I can tell you, I've been to camp. That's that's a big deal. You go for, and uh, experience camp. That is great, but it's a lot of work. So thank you, Jason. God is going to do wonderful things in our future. Amen? Y'all be blessed. Y'all visit and greet, and have a good time. <laughs>